Welcome to the Fat to Fit or Else podcast. Yeah. Where we talk about fitness, food, motivation, and general angry rants from the fat man himself, Stretch Roberts. Yep. So get ready for all of the above with a side of bacon. Here is your oh, host, boy. Stretch. All right. Uh, I've got all of the above today because we are going to go into rants mode. I don't know what I'm going to do. If you saw the video I posted this weekend, it was up. I did this on Sunday morning. Got out of bed, was getting ready to go to church. You guys know I'm the traveling Catholic now. I go to a different church every Sunday. And for some reason, I was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to go get the month challenge out of the way, and I'm going to go down, and I'm going to see how I feel and throw the three-plate challenge up and get it done right here in the middle of October and have two weeks to, like, breathing room. That'd be easy, and I film everything I do. So I went down. And I put on the um, strap, I call it. It is a, basically, it's a weird thing that I bought online a long time ago when I was lifting really, really heavy. I was doing well over 400 pounds the last time I was lifting heavily on my bench press. And when you start getting that heavy, you you can really screw up your shoulders. And right now I have a screwed up shoulder, which is weird. It's not from lifting heavy. Like I said, when I hurt my shoulder was the first week of the fat to fit or else uh, challenge and podcast and all that fun stuff. And I literally was doing, I had done 135. It was hurting. And I was like, oh, well, I'm old. I'll power through. I haven't lifted in a long time. Put on 50 more pounds, 25, 25s on each side, 185, pop. And I couldn't get it up. I was like, oh, crap. I was with Duke that day. I'd gone to Duke's gym to work out with him. And I was like, dude, get this off of me. I can't get it up. And he's like, really? And I'm like, yeah, I've effed up my shoulder, I think. And then I lifted for the rest of the day. That was early in the workout. And then I, and then after that, I literally couldn't move my arm for about a week. I couldn't lift it up over my head. And that was right when I started the challenge, which was fine because at that point I was doing all weight loss stuff. So now I have gone to the strongman challenge, and believe me, there are exercises that I am throwing weight around. I can, uh, like uh, dumbbell fly machines, whatever the machine has, I can do the whole thing. And it's usually 300 and something pounds, and I can throw that on and, and grunt out that whole stack. So the strength is back, and I've known that. But I've been training for that, as in this was the challenge to push up 315 this month. And here is something that I am now looking back in hindsight about. By the way, if you don't know, I'm I'm now injured. I am injured. And I went down last week. This is no BS. I had a couple of heavy days at the gym, but my shoulder has not recovered from that first injury. And every time I do anything pushing, I can pull all day long as soon as I push my shoulder hurts and then I got to take it easy. Sometimes miss a day of lifting and get back on, you know, Tylenol or ibuprofen or whatever. And that's been the case this whole journey. And we're now in week 10. So here I go. Uh, last week, this is what I'm, I'm looking at hindsight. And I remember that I heard the click and it's just like the first time I didn't think I hurt myself. I was in my car and I was driving and there was something that I had in my back seat, and it fell into the floorboard of the passenger side. I reached behind the seat, so my arm was at a weird, awkward angle, so behind me and down, and I heard the same, the same little pop 
it's not like a snap, like something ripped, but it was, well, it is a rip. It's, it's a rip in the tendon. I heard a and it, ow, and like a shooting pain. And then I was like, damn, that hurt. And ever since then, my arm's been really sore. In fact, on Friday night, I didn't lift weights on Friday because it was sore. I did it, did that on Thursday. And on Friday, I'm like, wow, my shoulder's unusually sore. Didn't think about that. I, I was thinking about lifting. And I'm like, well, I didn't lift on Thursday. I, I did pulling, all pulling exercises. So I'm, I'm good. I should be fine to do some bench on Friday. So I got out there and did not do it. It was smart. I'm, I told you guys I'm listening to my body and I'm taking days off and I'm resting. I'll do cardio. I'll just go for a walk or get on the bike and ride, whatever it is, on days that my body is sore. So far, it's been working out for me. I've gotten gains and strength and all that stuff. So here I go. I go to lift on Friday. I feel sore. I decide against it. I just do cardio. On Saturday, I didn't do anything. It was the most worthless, wasted weekend day. Don't get me wrong. It was great. I didn't go out anywhere. I didn't do anything. I didn't go for a walk. I didn't exercise. I didn't touch a weight. I sat at home and I watched a show on the Peacock, which I really like, called The Continental. It's like a spinoff three-part series of John Wick. And I watched John Wick 4 on Friday night. That might be my new favorite movie ever. I freaking loved it. Stupid movies where there's just gratuitous violence and people just get slaughtered by you know the good guy who's a bad guy. John Wick's not a good guy. He's a bad guy. And... Absolutely loved it, and they did that uh, as the last one, and they did it with like cinematic, uh, cinematic masterpiece of like amazing cinematography in that movie too. Just they shot a lot of it in France inside museums and stuff. It was badass. So anyway, loved that movie. So then I watched that, and that was all I did on 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 Saturday. Then this morning, I'm like, before I go to church, I'm just gonna go down and put the challenge away. I'll see how it goes. And then when I got down there, I had done a weird super long set with 35 pound plates on instead of 45s just 35 so and I did like a burnout set just to see how many times I could do it the last time I worked out down there it's like oh that's easy I'll just put two 45s on the outside of those 35s and I'll know instantly if I can do it and I'll know instantly how close I am to the three plate challenge which is three 45 pound plates on each side and I'm like, but I don't want to hurt my shoulder. My shoulder's sore right now. I'll go get my strap. And that thing is genius. This guy named uh, Mark Bell, bodybuilder dude that designed it. And it's a elastic strap that you put your arms through, and it's really tight, and it holds your elbows in to prevent shoulder injury on heavy lifts. And uh, it also cheats a little, because I'm not going to lie, it's a giant elastic strap, and it stretches big across the top of your chest when the weight is down. And as you go up, it does help you off the bottom. It, it really does like, like 5% to the lift it can add. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to try this. And I'm not really, you know, going for uh, the three plates right now. I'm just going to see where I am. Went down there, moved the weight. No problem that on the video you could see, but going up my right shoulder, which is the effed up part I caught the hook on the way back up. I was too close in. I don't do my bench press at home on a typical bench press. It's not a solo bench press. It's a big old rack. It's got a squat rack in it, a Smith machine on it, lat pull downs. It's got 
um, uh, freaking all kinds of stuff on it. And the bench is on the side of that. So I lifted off of the rack and then on the way up, I hit the little hook that holds the bar and it stopped it on the right side. So I got the left side up and then I couldn't get the right side up. And then when I started to come down, it started to get cockeyed. If you get cockeyed with that much weight, it's going to dump and be a mess. And half the time I got dogs running around next to me. So I'm like, I can't dump these weights. I'll kill a dog. And I just stopped and went down. I do have safety measure. A lot of people look at me like, you're stupid for messing with that kind of heavy weight without a spotter because I'm down there completely by myself in the backyard and no one would hear me. I'd be dead for like a day before anyone came looking for me. But I have a, like a catch rack and I put it and I adjust it. It's set perfectly. I remember it's my machine, so it's set to my uh, size and it's about a half inch lower than my chest. So if I were to drop that much weight, it would hit my chest. And then after it started pushing in, which is just fat and skin and whatever, about a half inch in, it would hit on the steel bar. So I can still lift without hitting the catch, the, the safety catch, and it'll it'll you know go off my chest and go up. And you can see in the lift I did that. But then when I had to go back down and I tried to, so I was 295, I went, all the way down, got it all the way up, hung it on the outside of the handle so I couldn't hang it, had to come back down. And then at that point, my shoulder was like, oh, F you. What are you doing? Yeah, go F yourself, buddy. That's what my shoulder said. And so I had to set it down. And then after that, I drop it onto the safety bar and it's tight on my chest for a second. And then I literally squeeze out from under it and then up towards my head and stuff. My head isn't nearly as fat as my uh, chest is. So it's easy to get out. And I knew I was fine. I wasn't worried about safety. I was worried about uh, my shoulder and rightfully so, because now my shoulder is aft. My shoulder is aft. I can't lift it over my head. I'm back to where I was week one of that injury. So I'll have to see. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm probably going to um, get the boy to spot me and just do it right at the end of the month. So I don't have to worry about it. But my, it's going to F my shoulder again. So I got two weeks basically to heal my shoulder, and then I'll just take the challenge. So that's what I'm going to do, and I'm going to have to watch how I train for the next couple of weeks. But that sucked. That was a bummer because I got it. No problem. The weight did not – it wasn't like you could see in the, in the thing. I moved the weight no problem. Don't. I'm not saying it was easy, but it wasn't like, uh-oh, uh-oh, I need a spot. I'm not going to make it. I'm, I'm going to stop. No, I made it, and then click, and then the right side hit on the hook. And I'm like, oh, crap. And I tried to push to make it go up over it. And then it wouldn't push over it because it's so much weight, almost 300 pounds. And then and it's more than my body weight at that point. And I just literally started going back down. And then when I started going back down with it after pushing hard like that, my shoulder was effed. So there we go. That's uh, where I am with the challenge. So we'll see what happens as we move on. Um, I know I'm going to... Oh, yeah, the, the Mean Spire lady's mad at me. Uh, it's going to be nice to the Mean Spire lady uh, this week. And then on Friday, I I, I might have uh, caused a problem for her. Now i got to be nice to her next week, maybe more than one day, but I don't want to because I'm not typically nice to people. Uh, shout out to Jan, who sent me this article. She's like, hey, maybe this is why your weight's not dropping like you wanted to. Real article. I'm going to read you some clips of it. Who? Not the band. 
who, as in the World Health Organization, the terrorist bastards that brought us COVID, they have now released a new guideline on what they call NSS, non-sugar sweeteners. And they recommend against the use of non-sugar sweeteners to control body weight or to reduce the risk of non-communicable diseases. The recommend, uh, recommendation is based on the findings of a s- systematic review of the available evidence, which suggests that the use of non-sugar sweeteners does not confer any long-term benefit in reducing body fat in adults or children. Results of the review also suggest there may be potential undesirable effects from long-term use of non-sugar sweeteners, such as an increased risk of type 2 diabetes, well, I already got that, cardiovascular disease, which I do not have, and mortality in adults. That's some bad side effects. It says replacing free sugars with uh, non-sugar sweeteners does not help with weight control in the long term. People need to consider other ways to reduce free sugar intake, such as consuming foods with naturally occurring sugars like fruit or unsweetened food and beverages. And they say... Uh, Non-sugar sweeteners are not essential dietary factors. They have no nutritional value, and you should reduce the uh, use of them immediately. They say people should reduce the sweetness of the diet altogether starting early in life, and then you won't crave sweets like a fat ass like me. There you go. They say the recommendation does not apply to personal care and hygiene products containing non-sugar sweeteners, such as toothpaste, skin cream, and medications, or to low-calorie sugars and sugar alcohols, which are sugars or sugar derivatives containing calories and therefore are not non-sugar sweeteners. And there we go. The WHO guidelines on non-sugar sweeteners is part of a, a suite of existing and forthcoming guidelines on healthy diets that aim to establish lifelong healthy eating habits. So there you go. If you're eating non-sugar sweeteners, like I eat that every day, every day I eat some that you're, it's not helping with weight loss, and it is not. I mostly started eating those when I got the type 2 diabetes. But believe me, before I got type 2 diabetes, I was just eating sugar, sugar. I was like, yeah, this is delicious. I'll have some sugar. And then I switched to non-sugars when I got the type 2 diabetes. So I know that's not what brought it on in me because I literally did not. I did drink uh, diet soda at that point i think i'd already kicked over to diet soda at that point that's because i realized how much sugar was in diet soda i'm like damn i'm getting a lot of sugar every day so i switched to diet soda but there you go shout out to jan for that so that's bad news if you're a fatty and i can tell you right now in my refrigerator and i am excited about this i made sugar-free instant jello and it's banana cream flavor And I whipped it up with almond milk and I put it in my freezer. And then I, after it set a little, I whipped in almost a whole container of sugar-free Cool Whip and put some bananas in it. And I am so excited to eat that in the second I am done with the pod. I am going to go eat that crap. It is effing amazing. Uh, Another thing, another uh, fat guy food hack I can tell you about is... I did, uh, God, it was really good. I saw this one online, like it popped up on, I don't know, my Instagram or TikTok, wherever the hell I was looking at. And they were like, try, if you have a hanker for a sweet tooth and you don't want to make, you know, candy, here's some fudge 
that has no sugar in it and is protein. And I'm like, wait a minute. What? This sounds like crap. It's not. I made it last night and it's freaking fantastic. And I've been eating on that all day. It is a half a cup of nut butter. I used almond butter. And it is a half a cup of sugar-free chocolate chips and a tablespoon of coconut oil and some salt. And you basically put it in the microwave for about a minute, minute and a half, stir it down, dump it in a container. I dumped it into a little like Tupperware container. F it's good. As soon as it's set and got hard, it literally is the consistency of fudge. And it's really sweet, but granted, non-sugar sweet from the sugar-free chips I had, but F, it was good. It was really good. I put peanuts in the bottom of the Tupperware container, dumped it over, then put peanuts on the top, and then put some um, Himalayan sea salt on top of it as well, and it was effing fantastic. <laughs> Granted, I love junk food and haven't had any, so to have that. That being said, as I'm raving about all the um, healthier fat guy foods I've been eating this weekend, I'm down lower than I've been. I'm, I posted over the weekend, I think I was down 16 pounds. I'm down two more pounds since then. I am now down 18 pounds to 276. And that leaves me at like 48 pounds to go to goal. And, and really my goal at 250, I was happy. I'm now uh, 270, 276. So about uh, not that far down, and I will be at 250, but uh, I hit the goal all the way down to like 230-something, 240. So anyway, that was the goal, and that is where I am right now. I am um, The challenge is not a done deal now that it was up until today. Now I have the injury, so we'll see what happens with that. Uh, on the weekend, shout-out on the weekend uh, the Crimson Tide one, that which always makes me happy. USC lost, which always makes me happy. USC has been garbage this year for your USC fan. Overrated as usual. Have almost lost every game they've played against crappy-ass unranked teams. And they're complete overrated garbage. And they finally got owned by an unranked team. Uh, oh, no, not unranked. They played a ranked team, which was Notre Dame, who beat the living snot out of them this weekend, and that was good to see. Uh, UCLA, I think they won. I haven't followed. I, I got shade at UCLA now. When UCLA didn't let my daughter in, I was like, yeah, F you. Go F yourselves. We were big Bruins, big Bruin fans, always loved UCLA, and there was this weird thing. I don't know. If you have kids, maybe you are aware of this, the Cal States and the UCs basically alienated private school kids. They straight up an organized effort to delete private school kids. And they look at private school kids as rich kids and they ran them out. And they, I don't know any that got into Cal State and uh, UCs. They all had to go to private school. So the private schools, like my daughter's at LMU, she got accepted there, which is weird because that's where she wanted to go. That was her first choice. She got into her first choice, which was cool for her. But my wife forced her to uh, also apply at UCLA. And she got into some out-of-state uh, state schools like and things that she tried. And she did get into a Cal State here in uh, – was it? No, not a U, it was a UC. One of the UCs accept, did accept her, but it was like in the middle of Cowtown, and she was like, I'm not going there. Go F yourselves. 
is what she told us, especially since I got into the one I want to go to. So that was that. But she got into a few, but it was very hard for private school kids to get in. And my daughter's been in private school her entire life. Private Catholic school, including college. So there we are. That's uh, a story on that. I don't know if you'll see it. I know I was talking to a young person the other day who is in the same boat. And they're like, yeah, I'm at a private school. And all of my friends that applied like to USC and here and here, they're getting in there, but they're not getting into UCLA and they're not getting in here. And I'm like, yeah, that seems to be a theme and it's across the board. So you may notice that if you have a college aged kid in your house, when it comes to the local stuff and remember all the, there's a racket to get you to go out of state because out of state, you pay a lot more. And in California, they want those out of state kids because they want to charge a hell of a lot more, make a lot more money. And uh, out of the country kids as well. <sighs> but my Giants, heartbreaker, came down to the last play, even though they blew it in the last play of the first half, and then they blew it again in the very last play of the second half. Almost beat the Buffalo Bills. Buffalo Bills look like garbage, speaking of that. And the uh, Giants have been garbage all season, but they finally looked okay. But Buffalo looked also really bad, so... I don't know what it is. I have another announcement to make. I am officially, as of today, I don't remember if I took my medication years old. That's how old I am now. I'm that guy. All day today. I was like, did I take my medicine this morning? I don't think I took my medicine. No, I remember taking my medicine. And then I'm like, oh, no, that wasn't medicine. That was six ibuprofen because my shoulder was killing me. That wasn't my medicine for the day. I need to take my medicine. And then I never took my medicine. So all day I never took any, take my diabetes medications, didn't take my blood pressure medications, my heart stuff I have to take, even though the heart is perfect. I also, uh, since our last podcast, I got a direct phone call on Friday from my heart doctor. And he said, hey, I made a mistake when I sent you the thing and I told you in the scan, everything was normal. I'm like, oh, great. Here we go. I'm going to die. And he goes, but I told you that the calcium deposit that you do have in your heart uh, grew since the last time, but it's still no big deal. He goes, I was wrong. It hasn't grown at all. Your heart's exactly where it was. Keep doing what you're doing. I'm like, well, I've been a fat slob up until two months ago, so I don't think I did anything to help it. Really what it is, it's the medication. I'm on. I They put me on a medication when I went in the last time called the SEPA, which is basically like a glorified fish oil. And then I take a baby aspirin. That's the stuff I do for my heart. And now that nothing's happened to my heart in that three-year window since then, I'm going to stay on those, even though my doctor's like, we only need to be on one of these. I'm like, yeah, go go after yourself. Remember, I got a tendency to tell my doctors that. At least this one's a boy, though, and it's not as bad when I tell him. We go after himself. My other doctor, my main doctor, is a lady doctor, and she's awesome, and I love her. But I do tell her, yeah, go after yourself. I'm not doing that. You're crazy. I don't think I'm a good patient. I don't, I don't think I'm a good <laughs> anything, to, to be honest with you. I do not think I'm a good anything. Um, everyone in my house is sick right now, except for me. My daughter's sick. My wife is sick. I'm sure they'll pass it on to me in due time, but I'm trying to avoid them and avoid getting it. Also, here's a wonderful one. Um, the other day I got bitched at because I'm never here. I, I remember I'm the person that cooks in our house. I'm the only one that can cook, so I make dinners. Well, I don't do that anymore because I go to the gym every night after work. I get off of work. I don't get home from work till like 8, 8, 8.30 at night after I leave work and go to the gym and then drive home after traffic. And I was like, yeah, well, there's never anything for us, and this is all about you. And blah, 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 blah. So I make it a point to make really uh, kick-ass dinners on the weekends when I am home. And I and then one night a week, I 
don't go to the gym and I'll always come home and just make dinner and then hang out. And that's usually when I do the bonus part or whatever. But I come in. I went to the store this morning after I went to church and I got, I went to a local church today, which was great. Loved it. Good times. Uh, and I then went to the store afterwards and I got chicken and steak and was going to grill tonight and I got corn and I got kale. I make my crunchy kale and I was good to go in with the corn. I know I'm not supposed to eat corn, but I will eat a little. I will cut that crap up and make the corn ribs. Uh, that's the thing that was that I found at Trader Joe's and I'm like, man, why haven't I been doing this? She just basically cut a uh, corn cob in half and then in half and then in half and it makes little quarters or but of so you make quarters out of it and then cut those quarters in half the whole thing in half in the middle and then you just put butter on it little parmesan cheese whatever your spice of choice is you can turn it into elote or you can just you know season it a little salt and pepper butter whatever but uh best way is throw it in the air fryer the trader joe's ones were amazing oh my god i love those and then they were like sold out and i couldn't find them anymore they got so popular and i remember asking oh yeah we're not going to have those for x amount of time but i can make them myself and that's exactly what i was going to do uh but we didn't do that because they all said we're sick we don't want it we want a salad we have to get a soup and then when i'm at the grocery store i'm like hey i'm at the store i'm getting stuff for dinner what do you guys want? I got a big nothing. And then I got, uh, um, we like Noah's bagels. And I'm like, yeah, guess who didn't say, hey, do you want anything from Noah's bagels? I did. I sent them at the grocery store. Like, do you want some soup? You're sick. Do you want uh, crackers? Do you want ginger ale? Like, well, like what do you want? Not, hey, I'm going to go to the grocery store. And then I'm going to go to Noah's bagels and stand on a 45-minute line on a Sunday in the little town that we live in, uh, Palisades. There is a farmer's market on Sunday, and it's right next to Noah's bagels. And you can't park, and it is an effing zoo, and I do not go there, and I've sworn off Starbucks for the rest of my life after my last experience there, where I stood in line for a pre-order that my wife had done for 35 minutes and almost had to murder people. I did almost murder a teenage boy. I told you that story. Kid shouldered me. And I was, uh, like, blurted out at him. I'd embarrass him in front of everyone. I'm not the guy to F with when you decide you're having a bad day and you want to show that you're tough because I will punch you in the face. And I think I said something similar to that, but with F words in it and stuff. Little F words. Guess who will punch you right in the face? Me! <laughs> and I don't care if I get my ass beat. I, like, if you dick with me, I will fight you. It's from Downey, bitch. I'm not from freaking little wussy Palisades kids acting like you're tough. Little wannabe gangster bitch. Oh, my God. You don't know who I am. Uh, oh, uh, here's a good one, too. I was at a meeting on Friday with work, and I had to park the car in the street, and I was driving uh, Big Baby, Big Baby, uh, the beautiful 2023 Lincoln Navigator. And I was parking Big Baby in the street, and I was uh, right in the USC neighborhood over that way. And when I got out of the car, I see two dudes in a Suburban and they look at the car. Now, I also have really tinted windows in Big Baby. 
So you can't tell I'm in there. And they drive by and they see Big Baby and I see them spin around, park behind me, and two dudes get out of the car. And I'm like, well, these guys are going to try to mess with Big Baby. I don't know if they're going to break into it and just try to steal stuff or if they're going to try to steal Big Baby. Or can they tell there's someone in here and they're going to mess with me? So I get out of the car. And remember, I am working. When I'm working, I have on a badge. It looks like a police badge that hangs around my neck. And I have on a gun and I have a nightstick and I have handcuffs and all of that is on my belt and I have a police belt. For all practical purposes, you would probably think I'm a police officer. If not, you would know I'm a security guard with a gun who will shoot you. And I got out of the car just so they could see I was armed and armed and dangerous. Didn't, like, brandish a firearm or anything, but it was clearly seen. And the, shockingly, they jumped back in the car and took off. So I don't know what was going to happen, but I think they were going to try to rob Big Baby. You can't be stealing Big Baby. Can't be messing with Big Baby. I will get you. Yeah, that was something. I love that car. I love that car. It is the most amazing vehicle I've ever driven in my life. It is. And and I've driven really nice, fancy cars. At work, we have a, have a, a number of nice cars. And there's some that are way, 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 like triple the price of Big Baby, but they do not have the technology that Big Baby does. I love that thing. It does everything for you. It's awesome. All right. I am going to um, get on up out of here. I'm going to keep you guys abreast of the situation as I try to figure out what I'm going to do with the challenge and my hurt shoulder and all of that. I'm... I, here's what I know. I know I could do it because I did it. You can see in the video, I moved the weight. That's not a problem. If I had a spotter there to move the bar, I would have been fine, and it would have went right up and on, and I would have been fine. But, so I already know the strength is there. I've got that. That's what I was worried about in the challenge is getting my strength back. The strength is there. But I hurt my shoulder. I hurt my shoulder doing it, you know, doing my little trial run today. And if I do not come back... Or if I do it again, I'm going to hurt my shoulder again. So do I want to rehab my shoulder and then do something I know I can now do to prove a point? That's the interesting uh, conundrum here. That's what it is. I got to figure out. So that's where I am. I hurt my shoulder to hurt my shoulder. Just because that's what's going to happen. I'm going to do it. And I already, if I did 295, 315 is right there. It's not hard. So... I had to figure it out, figure this challenge out. <sighs> but uh, thanks to everybody for still for all the ideas. There's a lot of ideas coming forward, and then we will move forward back to new challenges here after I conquer this one because this one is conquered. I'm just injured. So anyway, that's where we are. You guys have a good rest of the week, and I will talk to you again later this week with a bonus pod, I am sure. Till then, uh, peace out, bitches. <laughs>